to the business in the front, potting in the back podcast. I'm Lauren and I'm Michelle. So nice to be here. Yes. So nice to be here. I'm in my new house, Michelle. I know. I thought there was something different. I could tell. I was like, has she got her hair done? Is she wearing a new jacket? What's different? What's going on here? (laughs) I actually did do my hair yesterday as well. Oh, Thank you for well, noticing. Well, there we go. Uh, you are rugged up though, Lauren. You are rugged up. So it's a little cooler where you are now. <laughs> yes, yes. Um, in Cairns, it's very hot. But when you move further north into the mountains, it gets a lot colder. So I'm feeling uh, a little bit cold this morning. I've started a fire. I'm actually concerned here because I have half an eye on the fireplace. I think I put a fire a log on it that was too big and it might've gone out. So hopefully not. If I have to disappear during our show, you'll know what I'm doing. <laughs> it catches a lot. Yes. Yeah. Um, we don't want to do that. Yes. Um, hopefully you've got an insurance. That would be uh, a good idea. <laughs> well, I just hope it doesn't go out. I'm actually concerned. I put it out anyway. We'll oh, see what happens. Fire out. Okay. Well, uh, best of luck. Mm. Um, we will keep an eye on the fire. That'll be like our sunburn update. Cause you had to leave your sunburns behind too, which would have been. Yeah. Hard. They never came back after that loss. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. They never came back. So. Oh, bummer. Yeah. All right. Well, now sad. we've got the fire. Yeah. We can keep an eye on the fire and we can talk about that. And uh, yeah. yeah, that's right. <laughs> get our, I'll, keep get our, I'll keep you updated. Thank you. Get our <laughs> updates. Uh, now, of course, Lauren, in the, mission, the mission in our podcast each week is to get you at the listener at home to learn something. Hopefully we learn something as well. That's, uh, that would be ideal. But we do yeah. always sponsor um, our shows. And so this week, Lauren, you're sponsoring the top of the show. Yes, this week the show is sponsored to you by Raw Raw Consulting's free masterclass. So time management is something that is very critical and important for us all to uh, to be good at, frankly, because that way we can maximize the amount of time that we have here on the earth. And some people think, oh, I don't have time for that, which is obviously ironic and hilarious. However, I am going to be offering a, a 50-minute that's five zero minute free masterclass where you will learn to reduce your work hours by half. You'll understand how to say no. You'll create space in your day and you're going to understand and uh, unlock the secret to reducing your work hours by half without playing catch up on the weekend. So all the details are in the show notes. Grab your ticket to our free masterclass and I will see you in there. Brilliant. Now, Lauren, we're going to be talking about um, something that's I guess we didn't have so much when we went to school. And so I figured that it might be good to have a chat to a lady that I know who is a mother of four. She has twins, uh, Rebecca Meyer. And she just so happens to be someone that I've met through my business. So I started reading for her and she was one of the first people to suggest that I do mentorship, which is great. And I figured, you know, we might have a chat to someone who is involved in modern day schooling because you and I are from the dark ages and uh, me more so. And uh, things have changed a fair bit. And now the kids get rewards and recognition and participation certificates and all these sorts of things that we certainly didn't get. If you didn't get first, second, third, you were out in the cold, mate. You know, there was no, uh, no rewards, no excitement, no joy for you. It was only sort of those um, same sort of three people that will always, you know, get first, second, third, and everyone else was just sort of lagging around behind there. So I had a chat to her for this episode and it was just myself because um, Lauren's been busy moving house. So when you um, hear that little bit of the uh, interview come up, it'll just be myself and, um, and Becca. But uh, yeah, so before we sort of get into that, did you want to have a chat about what's been going on with your move and all of that? 
Yeah, definitely. But what I will say is that the theme of the show um, this week, because I think you might have missed saying it, is all about eighth place trophies. Mm. So that's what Michelle is talking about is uh, essentially, you know, people being rewarded for not being first, second or third. So mm. it's an interesting discussion. I'm really looking forward to hearing your conversation with Becca. So yeah, before we get to the show at hand, as I said, I've been uh, moving into my new house, which has been awesome. And uh, I've been kind of, I think, connecting with the earth in a way that I wasn't really connecting with prior to moving here. And I've only been here a couple of days. So next week, I'll let you know how I'm actually really sort of fitting in after a little bit more time. But uh, yes, guess what I did yesterday, Michelle? What did you do? Thank you. Apart from doing your hair. Apart from doing your hair, yes. Yes. Um, I went to my citrus trees because I have citrus trees now. And I picked uh, grapefruits, lemons, limes, and oranges. Wow. And then I juiced a whole bunch of them and I froze a bunch of lemon juice. So I've got lemon juice ice cubes. Which at the time I was like, this is brilliant. I'm a genius because I thought if you want to add some lemon in your water, you can just drop your ice cube in, even though I don't really like cold drinks. Anyway, we'll figure that one out. That's Mm, another time. mm. And then I thought if we ever need lemon juice for anything like a dish, we could just drop an ice cube in there and it'll just be all lemon juice. And I guess my whole thing was we have some bats around or something that's eating a lot of the fruit. So I was mm-hmm. trying to kind of pick it in mass quantities while it's there and while it's sort of fresh. Mm-hmm. Um, so I wanted to figure out a way of kind of keeping the fruit for longer, I suppose. Mm. So this is part of my mission. I know next week we're talking about uh, treating your body well and all the things that we do to stay healthy and stuff like that. So um, maybe I'll have some more value to add in that episode. But right now it's just kind of settling into life at the farm, nice. which is uh, interesting. Do you have limes there or just the lemons? Yes. Lemons, limes, grapefruits, and oranges, avocados, macadamias. One of the awesome things you can do if you're a fan of it, you may not be a fan of it, but lemon, lime, and bitters. Um, We had lemon and lime trees. I used to have citrus trees at a house. I used to live at an avocado. And um, lemon, lime, and bitters is a really great thing to make. Um, I used to make it from, from the trees and then you just get the bitters and add the bitters in Um, and some like lemonade or soda water. Um, and it's a really refreshing yeah. drink. I mean, over winter, probably not so much. Um, but over summer, we used to just go to town on those trees and we got quite a bit of fruit off them. So yeah, it might be something worth thinking about. Yeah. That's what I did with mine. So yeah. I will do that for sure. Yeah. I yeah. love that idea. It's yeah. a great idea. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So, so what have you been up to? Uh, well, I, uh, I did sort of show you a little crystal here before. I went uh, crystal shopping with one of my clients and she actually invited me to sort of go and I was like yep that'd be awesome and um these little crystals uh I you know can put photos up if anyone particularly wants to see them they probably don't but I just wanted to show you these Lauren because these are something I've never seen before have you seen anything I probably am not showing that in the best light because there's a lot of light coming in the window but that's called a seer um crystal a seer crystal s-w-e-r and it's like a healing beautiful like healing gold they call it and um is it round yeah it's, it's they're like are they yeah it's like it's cut like in half pebble, like, yeah yeah beautiful. and they frost wow. the back of it and it's like you can see into it and so you probably can't see it super well and we'll listen at home can't either but these are like really interesting crystals 
and they're called seer crystals. And back in the day, I used to have the seers. This one actually has angel wings in. Oh, wow. Gorgeous. Yeah. And yes. they're like frosted on the back. It's just interesting. It's like they've cut one half. Wow. Of it. Yeah, they're called seer crystals. So I just found this really interesting. So I'm going to, you know, have them in my office, see what they sort of do and, and what difference they make. But um, there's a little red one here as well, which is red obsidian. Um, which is just this beautiful, like deep sort of uh, red. Oh, color. that's beautiful. Yeah. yeah so, yeah. you know, I just thought I'd grab some of those, see what happens. I don't really know much about them, um, but I just love the name of them. And uh, the energy was incredible. When I saw that yellow one, I was like, oh my God, oh my God. Um, anyway, I think I, I stayed within budget. I mean, I, I spent under a hundred. My client actually spent 450 <laughs> and there was another lady in front of us who spent a thousand on crystals there. So it is a wholesale place. So I think people wow. can go there to buy them for their businesses and stuff. So, um, oh, yeah, yeah. really awesome experience and just nice to meet a client of mine, you know, face to face. We've only seen each other on zoom, you know, up until now. So it was nice to actually, oh, that's cool. Yeah. Face to face. So it was really cool. Little, little I was going to say. You did what um, you're supposed to do too, right? Like you connected to the crystal and then bought the crystal. You're supposed to kind of go oh, yeah. in and see to what crystals yeah. speak to you and stuff like that. That's how you yeah. buy them, right? Yes, yeah. correct. Yeah, yeah. We don't just yeah. go willy-nilly. Um, there is a little process, yeah. but I just sort of grab a hold of them and, and see how they feel in my hand. And when you get home, I mean, crystals do feel different when you buy them. But when you get home, it's good to pop them in the sun and give them a, bit, a little bit of loving and uh, they will sort of charge up further, you know, than that. But when you're in the shop, it's uh, great just to sort of have them, um, you know, just trust that little vibe. These are organite crystals too, Lauren. Have you heard of those organite pyramids that have the uh, um, different layers in them? They're like a pyramid, a giant pyramid. And you see them at expos and stuff. They've got the layers in them and the copper and all that sort of stuff. These are organite pyramids. Oh, I'm not sure. Oh, gorgeous. So that's Ooh, an last one and it's got the, um, uh, a copper in it. So copper is like a conductor. Um, so these are actually really cool. They're organite um, pendulums. So if you ever come up, if you look up organite uh, pyramids online, you'll see what I'm talking about. They're absolutely delicious. They're like all layered and it's in like a resin. Um, so the crystals are all sort of packed in there and it's like a little, yeah, like essentially a resin. Um, so I've got like an emerald, a couple of emerald ones. Um, and I don't, I think that might be green calcite or something but um yeah they're really cool too oh. so i picked up a couple of those um yesterday i'll see how they go as well and uh anyway that was uh that was my exciting trip of the week i took a whole day off. so for our listener at home all that crinkling that you hear is michelle opening her packages yes i'm putting my pendulums back into the nice and safe and uh packaged away because uh, it's all about energy. But yeah, the whole the, day off, Michelle? Yeah, well, the main point was that I, I actually blocked out my calendar for a whole day. And um, I did have a client sort of late last night. But um, yeah, I just wanted to enjoy my day because I'd been on that jet trek thing with Jason and driving to Gladstone and whatnot. And uh, yeah, I just wanted to have a day to myself. So went and uh, hung out at the Crystal Place and went to oh. do some craft with my mum as well. Oh, lovely. What yeah. did, did you eat anything delicious? Um, I actually didn't eat anything. I didn't have time for breakfast and I didn't eat lunch. And then at about two in the afternoon, I went and got a kebab, um, a falafel kebab. And um, while I was standing there, this tiny little Santa Claus, you know, little dandelion, the end of the flower that pops off and it's like floats through the air and you make a wish on it. It flew past my face. Oh, yeah. I was in a service center at a service station indoors at a kebab shop. And this little tiny dandelion just goes past my face. And I'm like, oh, that's weird. I'm sitting there waiting for a kebab at two in the afternoon. Going, I really shouldn't be eating this. Like, that's the first thing I ate all day. 
So I don't know. It was it was nice. It was a nice kebab. Um, but yeah, lots of chili and I had jalapenos because I love hot food. But uh, yeah, this tiny little uh, Santa Claus flew past me and I thought, that's incredible. That's incredible. <laughs> Where'd that come from? Yeah, I saw you post about that on social. Yeah. So was that sort of an omen or a sign you were looking for? Oh, uh, well, you know, I wasn't sort of asking anything at the time. It was just, oh, that's really cool. You know, I just see it as signs from spirit. So, hmm. Yeah. Funny. Waiting for yeah, the Well, the more you acknowledge those signs, the more you will see those signs. Exactly. That's for sure. Yep. That's what we're all about. Yeah, so. um, we've talked about a few things. I'm just going to write down a couple of notes because Lauren and I like to put down our um, little talk topics as well. So for the listener at home, if yeah. you're looking at our shows and you're like, oh, I don't know, you know, I don't know about that headline. And, you know, we do talk about a lot of other things as you can probably hear as you're listening to this. So yeah. uh, a lot of value, yeah. a lot of value in this uh, particular show. <laughs> So Lauren, um, all right. So yeah, yep. <laughs> I was going to say that. Um, let's get into it now. Mm-hmm. I think that I would rather save my opinions on eighth place trophies for later yeah. in the show after we hear from Becca. So, Absolutely. do you want to take us into this conversation? Yeah. So we've got Rebecca Meyer, mother of four twins, and uh, two other little kitties—a little boy and a little girl. And she is a fabulous lady. I think you'll hear from this, a lot of opinions about this. But one of the interesting things is Beck talks about how she's changed her opinion. So she went from thinking one way about this to a different way. And so it's quite an interesting contrast. Um, So enjoy listening to our conversation with Rebecca Meyer, mother of four, coming up now. It's so great to have you here on the podcast uh, that usually, well, Lauren and I, you know, do together. But the reason I got you in, and I thought this is relevant, is because we're talking about, well, we named this particular subject eight-placed trophies. And, you know, Lauren and I don't have children, and this is the reason I'm saying that you are, you know, pretty much the expert on this, because you've got four of them, which is amazing, uh, mother of four, uh, twins, a set of twins as well. So, you know, I figure if anyone, you know, knows what I'm talking about here, then you'd be pretty much across this this subject uh so that's why I got you in here so thank you so much for um, agreeing to come along and uh I know you were a little bit nervous but you look fabulous and you don't look nervous at all so well done oh thank you I am I am a bit nervous but um I'm also uh not an expert even though I've got four children it's always a learning 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 curve (laughs) oh gosh all right So, Becky, you would have seen, I imagine, um, you know, a bit of a change with this. And we'll get into that more in the show. But I guess, like, we, during this, uh, you know, talk topic that we're doing at the moment for the listener at home, we're going to go through, I guess, you know, the different sort of uh, thoughts you've had about this because you were talking to me off air about how it's sort of changed. You know, you had a different feeling about it, you know, to what you have now, Mm. which I think is really interesting. So that's something that I really want to hang around for and find out more about. However, what I want to do at the top of the show with you, I just wanted to maybe get you to share a bit about yourself, you know, what you're doing with yourself, all of that sort of stuff, just so the listener at home can uh, familiarize themselves with you. And then we'll put some links in the show notes um, to your different pages and, and all that sort of stuff. So uh, in a nutshell, okay. yeah, there was in a nutshell, oh, I've been uh, very busy sort of, uh, turning things around in my life over the last few years. Uh, more, more specifically, uh, within the last well, under 12 months, I think just, well, probably about 12 months when I met up with you. Um, it has been an incredible journey, absolutely incredible journey, just sort of 
coming back and finding myself and and reaching out to others and just sort of helping and guiding people and it's it's been a lot of fun meeting lots of wonderful people whole new tribe absolutely perfect So just to explain um, what Beck's talking about, so the listener at home does know that I do readings and healings and mentorship and and things like that. So um, what Beck's talking about there with the tribe and and that sort of thing is that obviously I've read for you and then um, you Mm -hmm. have sort of started your own little side hustle, which is Insightful Connections. So that's what we're going to put a link to in the show notes. Um, And it's a beautiful logo, brand, the whole thing. You've done really, really well with that. So you know, that's a great little side hustle, but can you just talk about that, um, you know, and take as long as you want, um, just about your beautiful side hustle and how that's going and what it was like, I guess, you know, taking that leap, because it's a big leap, you know, to be able to, to do that, take a big risk. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely it is. And I've been very fortunate to, um, I have um, my one of my sisters, I have a lot of sisters, um, but one of my sisters, Tiffany Daly, is um, very, very blessed, very creative, uh, artist um, and she has so beautifully done my my logo and <laughs> and you know helped me through with all of that and she's just been absolutely amazing she's always been a wonderful support but she's been very supportive which is which is an important thing to have I think when you're going through these taking these leaps having that support there with you um, so insightful connections is um, very much sort of you know in some regards like yourself Michelle um, when I was a child there were lots of things that that I could see or hear and and just my interests like I remember being in the library the school library um, and always looking for and I had the librarian I'd walk in and she'd be like I found this book for you because it was very sort of slim pickings back then but all on supernatural and ghosts and and all about um you know astrology and all these different you know different things so while all the other kids were reading like babysitters club or what have you i was the one sitting in the corner with all these really cool things just just absolutely amazed with the things i was reading um and it has just sort of stuck with me all this time i've just always always just been drawn to um you know spirituality crystals, cards. I've been um, uh, doing reading cards for for about 20 years, but not so much out in the public sort of view, mostly just for family and, and you know, close friends and myself and just going, you know, um, having a lot of fun with it, having a lot of fun with it. And then I got to a point where, um, you know, sort of life happens to some people and some people let life happen some people go with life um i let life happen and i had a few little things that that just sort of pulled me away from from those aspects of my life of you know having vivid dreams and waking up and seeing family members there at my door um those sorts of things and i just sort of everything just dropped everything just sort of shut down um and then once i got to a point and i and i think um a lot of that and I know we've been talking over the last couple of weeks too with mentorship program and and what have you about free will and and it was interesting because I was just actually thinking today how um, those circumstances had that free will had been I let that go I let my free will go and and just sort of you know went under the cover of someone else Um, and now I I am just you know working and 
and obviously with my family and doing all these wonderful things and just realizing, um, like I said today, I was thinking about it, that my free will, it's all about my choices and what I want to do and my happiness, um, which is just absolutely beautiful. I ended up again, you know, I took a redundancy and um, I went out and started support work because it was just so fulfilling being able to, to you know, assist people and, and watch them be happy and, um, you know, self-reliant and, and just just spending that time with them. It's just, and there's so many amazing, beautiful stories that you, you find with these people. Everybody has a story and I'm always interested in everybody's story. I just think it's, it's incredible where people have, you know, sort of come from, what they're doing now. And I think in a way that was sort of part of my story as well like you know my own individual story so with insightful connections it's it's about um you know sort of wellness helping people support work and and those sorts of things but also um just sort of helping people um with like with the you know the card readings I, I do them and i've done a few lives with you i'm also going into uh my energy healing uh, so doing Reiki and Ashati and Alcemia um, and it's just it's just amazing it is just amazing and it's just so much better to be able to to use these these tools and and these experiences and just that that well-being I think it's, it's the well-being it's the happiness that you can see in others and just you know the different different life really um and it's it's really been a big part of, of helping myself as well get through you know i had um quite a few things that i had to get through quite a few things that are a continuation still but they certainly don't don't affect me now as much as they did before so um just just seeing things from a different perspective and and where other people are coming from it it really sort of helps you understand where you're at and why you're feeling those emotions yourself um and and just being able to you know maybe not tell people how or what to feel but just let them know that you know from my experience there was this and, and then sort of have them go oh yeah no that kind of makes sense that's that's very yeah. similar for me too so and just just uplifting people i just really just love love that i love coming away from that and yeah. going do you know what that was just been such a great such a great you know day because you know if it's just one person i've made a difference yeah beck that's awesome and, and thank you so much and you know we haven't mentioned uh so much you need to mention children there but we will get into you know around the theme now um and that's you know, looking at the fact that um, you are, you don't want to say you're an expert, but um, you probably know more about this than I do. Um, and this is about everyone getting uh, trophies, prizes, you know, some sort of uh, reward or some sort of, you know, positive feedback about what they've done. And when I was at school, it was like first, second, third, you had your little ribbon, you stood on their dice occasionally, you know, whatever it is. And, uh, and, and that's what you did. And now my, my understanding is, and I, I don't have kids, I don't have kids at school, but um, my understanding is that everyone gets some sort of like participation certificate or some sort of reward, you know, just for being there and, and sort of showing up and, and stuff like that. And I guess, you know, I'm, I'm a little cynical. Um, I'm a little cynical about this, Beck, but I'm happy to hear your opinion. 
Uh, but, you know, I was saying to you off air that I used to do the cross country and I was very, you know, <laughs> excited about doing that. And I was quite good at the speed walking, the pace, you know, the you know, fast walking, speed walking, whatever it's called. I'm going to keep one foot on the ground at all times. Uh, yeah. And I used to go and do that, you know, regionally and sort of, you know, whatever, like represent the school and stuff like that. And I was, you know, I'd be, I, I don't know, I would feel a bit disappointed if I there got there and I was getting first, second or third and I got my little medal or my little prize or whatever. But then, you know, if everyone else who finished after me got something too, I'd be a bit peeved, I feel. Um, I just think, you know, I, I, we should be the, the ones that worked the hardest and we got that first, second or third prize and, and we're the ones that should be rewarded for that. So um, I, mean, I grew up in as only child. Um, that could have something to do with it. I don't like to share. <laughs> I'm a little selfish like that. Uh, but I just I mean, want to get your opinion. Said, I didn't like sharing. <laughs> oh, okay. Oh, that's interesting. It's a big family. I would have assumed. I would have assumed you did. Um, but I just want to get your perspective here because you did say that you'd sort of had two different perspectives on this and you've sort of changed your mind a little bit around it. Mm. So I just, I find that very interesting. Um, so yeah, tell, tell me sort of, I guess, your perspective um, based on the eighth placed trophies. The eighth place trophies. Look, I remember um, being at school, and and when I was a, was a young girl, I sort of moved around quite a bit, um, life circumstances, and I remember uh, in particular being at a school called Franklin Public School, um, out in the country, sort of town there area, and I was absolutely thrilled, absolutely thrilled when I got my merit awards for my good reading or for doing this or for doing, you know, math work or, or anything of the sort. But um, again, when I was a child, I wasn't sort of very social because I moved around a lot. I didn't sort of fit in a great deal with, with you know, the, the other kids that had sort of gone to preschool together or um, and had been at school together and built their bonds and their friendships and those sorts of things. And that's obviously something I understand a lot better now than when I was a child. So I just thought there was, you know, something sort of wrong with me that I didn't didn't fit into that. So when I did get something like a, a merit award at assembly and my name got called up, I was just so proud, absolutely so proud of myself that, that, that I got those, um, which was really good. And I used to be quite athletic when I was little. I had, um, you know, represented, uh, I'm now in Canberra, but represented um, the ACT in athletics carnivals and, and those I sorts of things. I Absolutely. No, you didn't know this. Wow. So I was a very good runner myself. Um, what? Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. Played hockey and, and all sorts of different things. So, and it was, it was very rewarding to get these you know, these ribbons and, and things like that. Um, however, having said that, um, it wasn't always the case. So when I did, when I was at a point where I was sort of new to, the, I remember I remember one award I got, um, I was new to this school and it was actually an award for being a new student. And even as a child, what? I think I was maybe yeah, new student award. It was like an assembly, and it was like so. Here's here's a, a message for Rebecca, you know, a, a, an award for Rebecca, and um, this is an award. This is for um, coming to our school, and we're welcoming to your school, which really in, in is a nice gesture, but it yeah. was just I was I was actually kind of mortified at the time. I was just like, great, now everyone knows I'm the new kid. <laughs> 
the whole wow. school knows now, not just these people here. Um, so that was uh, that was a little bit, little bit, um, little bit crazy. I think as, as a child, even just to feel that, like, oh, really, seriously, <laughs> this just did not I happen. I mean, I, yeah. moved, I moved states from New South Wales to Queensland and, and no one knew anything. That is like marched me into the room. I had like no school uniform yet. It was all quite quick the way it all, you know, transitioned. And so I didn't have a uniform. And they marched me in the room and then it's like um, you sit down and I don't remember being introduced. Like, I don't remember anyone saying, oh, this is Michelle, like she's a new student. Maybe they did. Mm-hmm. But it was like a mixed group as well. Like the, the classes or the grades in there were like from – um it was a composite so it was like years um mm-hmm. six and seven but i also think it was four five six and seven i'm pretty sure it was like four different grades so it was a humongous group of people wow. and they just like yeah popped me in there yeah. with a weird uni- like weird outfit on and everyone's like who's this kid so i actually felt like i don't know just listening to that it would have been nice to have had some sort of introduction so mm-hmm. it didn't just look like me walking in and i'm some weird intruder or something but anyway yeah it's interesting hearing hearing your perspective on that yeah yeah well i mean we, we did i did have the the classroom introduction um but it was just the whole assembly the whole school assembly that i wow, got this because that's, that's where deal. they presented that was really that was like eh. um yeah but but you know um, as I said, I didn't always get awards and, and things like that. And there were times where I would sit there and go, when are they going to call my name up? When are they, when do I get it? You know, you know, I've been trying yeah. really hard, just knowing inside myself, I've been trying really hard and I, am I ever going to get this? Am I going to get that? And then of course, you know, um, eventually I started law of attraction, I guess, thinking more about it and wanting it more and working harder. And, and I got my, my merit awards um as i went along but um and then of course it died down again because i got older and and (laughs) everything changes um Mm. but yeah i think um i think just from the perspective now in in regards to when we were sort of growing up and you did get your you know your little red blue and green was it green ribbon uh for first first, Um, second and third yeah yep yeah. Blue, red, and green. green. I think. Blue. Yeah, I think so. I don't know. I'm getting too it's old. Been a while. I can't remember back that far. Yeah. <laughs> it's been a while. <laughs> um, but I'm. I, I tend to find too that it was. It was watching these assemblies. It was always the same children that got these awards. Mm-hmm. So there wasn't a lot of sort of push, like kind of like well, you know kind of um kind of like what you see like in american tv now i've never been to america but american tv and and um of course i love everyone i'm not trying to upset anyone but um just from that perspective where you've got the the one who's always the athlete and always doing this and always doing that oh yeah you know sort of stereo stereotype um personalities that go with, with the different yeah you've got the jock and then you've got you know the sort of nerdy people and then you've got yeah the cheerleader all of that sort of thing and and it was just always seemed to be that it was those people were always getting those awards and i think Mm. because it was an encouragement for them like in hindsight looking back now and watching um other children because i you know i attend school assemblies and i you know when i can and, and all those sorts of things and it's it's funny just to sort of sit back and 
watch a child who's just completely unexpecting of receiving some sort of award at the moment, um, just to watch their face light up like, yeah, I did this. I did this and they sort of sit there and they try and hide their smile and their pride and what have you and then they sort of look around and they've got this really cheeky smile like yeah this was me I did this and that's really because um, I like to watch people too so I'm really looking forward to expressions and, and things like that especially with the children um, and that's that's really just such a big deal for me just to watch you know that one who wasn't expecting to get it um, and was half expecting you know to sort of be bypassed again um mm. really a big deal for, for me yeah. but but also for the child too just to to watch that child go you know just that self being self-proud and that you know it's really uplifting for them um yeah yeah so and i used to feel, you make an excellent point though that's yeah. a really good point yeah it's um it, it's really interesting i like to watch i like to watch people not creepy stalkery sort of thing but i just like to you know no, no. Um, <laughs> take note in of a this. wholesome, wholesome <laughs> way. Yes, love, yes. harmony, and and you know, creative just outcomes, those sorts of things. Watching this yeah. expression, it's, it's very interesting to me. Um, Can but, I just make a point um, with what you're talking about? I think it's a really interesting point you make. I remember. You know, there were certain people at our school that would always, you know, get the awards, as you're saying. So I always knew that I wasn't going to be first or second because there was always the people who were a bit faster than me and I just could never get around them. So it was always first, second, I was always third, you know, cross country. So, and you get used to that. And then all the other kids get used to that too. And it's like, you go into it with the expectation and, you know, maybe if I had a different expectation, I could have actually beaten the number two person, you know what I mean? But I was just like, oh, they always come second, they always came first. That's how it is. Yeah. And everyone else accepts that. You know, they all accept that, you know, I'm going to run, I'm not going to get anywhere. I'm not going to yeah. get a prize. Absolutely. And I'm not going to go to, you know, the regionals or the whatever. So I, I do feel like now listening to you that it kind of is a bit of a, uh, a disincentive almost where mm. people are like, what's the point of trying? Because they're the ones that get all those prizes and awards and recognition and I'm always sort of sitting here, you know, in the background. Yeah. So. I, you know, having a participation award, um, it kind of does make sense. Like when I think of it that way, in terms of just encouraging people just to at least strap your shoes on and get up and, and do it. Yeah, that's, you know? right. that's um, right. You may not get name mentioned or whatever, but, you know, it is a bit more of an incentive to um, at least take part. Because I know a lot of kids when I was at school used to wag cross country a yeah. lot. Oh, or they just walk off the track. I mean, I went to a public school, Becca. It was pretty rough. You just get your head flushed around the toilet, all sorts of things. I won't mention the school. Um, but there were kids who'd start it and then just walk off the track and walk home. And no one had realised. I don't think they did head counts or anything like that back in the day. But, um, yeah, kids would walk home. See ya. Yeah. <laughs> I yes, wouldn't even yeah. cross a finish line. That's right. I don't think stuff like that happens anymore, mm. hopefully. Um, but, yeah, I think that's a really uh, interesting point. Um, yeah, yeah. and I think yeah. too, like just, um, and, and I really, I, I'm actually even sort of a bit weary of calling them a participation award now. That's how I used to look at it. And that tends to be really quite negative, I, I feel, yeah. like yeah. even just from my perspective, because uh, it was participation, you know, got a participation because I participated. I didn't actually put in any effort and I didn't do this and I didn't do that, but I still got this. And um, that's very negative, sort of. Mm. Um, Derog you know. Derogatory. 
yeah. Yeah, very yeah. derogatory and, and just, you know, on a psychological aspect, it's, it's very, very, very negative, just, mm. you know. Um, but but now I'm sort of understanding, and again, like, you know, I'm trying to open up to more compassion and, and you know, within myself, obviously, first and foremost, within myself to be able to help others uh, and to be there for those who need me. Um, but I think, again, it comes back to everyone having their own story and, like you said, being heard and understood. And this inclusion practice um, sort of, you know, the bigger picture of it kind of, I feel like it kind of takes away the competition. So it's not about being competitive and it's more about working together and understanding each other and more values, wow, right. like building those values. Um, that's how I sort of look at it now as opposed to, you know, why did that kid get it or... <laughs> <laughs> which, yeah. which you know, um, my mindset has changed a lot, changed a lot, and it's forever changing. And I see things, and and you know, a lot of things used to bother me, but now it's all just a different perspective. And I think if if a lot of people could sort of just take, even with the slightest little thing, just take that time to look from another perspective. Um, it, it really, really makes a difference in, in that understanding and, and bringing people together and, and the value of it. Yeah. What do you, what sort of impact do you feel um, and knowing your, your children um, sort of are, are growing up, what sort of impact do you think, uh, and I don't want to call it a participation, participation <laughs> certificate or anything like that now, but, you know, having a reward for taking part or whatever, you know, have you want to sort of uh, label that. Um, do you think that's going to have much of an impact, I guess, when they get into like the workforce or going for jobs, that sort of thing, you know, confidence, like do you, how, what sort of impact do you think that's going to have? Because we're talking about your kids are going to be the future leaders, you know, our, you know, the next generation, oh, absolutely. Uh, they're the future leaders. So do you, do you think that's going to like make a difference in terms of the kinds of leaders um, that we see, you know, um, coming? I think it is going to, to, um, make a difference for them but um like i said i'm sort of coming from one view and i'm kind of more about the compassionate and understanding of why that why this is you know inclusive awards or, or what have you in in place there um but i also tend to worry a bit and i don't know if i'm gonna sort of i, I certainly mean this with lots of love um i tend to worry a bit too that there's a distinct difference between when, like, I was growing up to, you know, the world's a tough place and you've got to do this and you've got to do that and and you have to, you know, uh, what is the saying? What is it like? Uh, like a dog eat dog world. Oh, you've got to work. You know, hard. You've got to you've got to work there, and it's a dog eat dog world. You've got to get out there. Yeah. Yes. 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 We all grew up with that. Yeah. We all grew up with that. But it's sort of turning a bit here now, and I think the biggest impact of this sort of reward for them and them being our future sort of leaders and, and you know, um, setting setting the new way for everyone, so to speak, um, it, it's going to be tough for this lot because there are still those generations behind them which are of that old opinion. Um, so it's kind of like a, like a breakthrough for them. I think the next few generations that come ahead, it's going to be a lot different, a lot easier for them. Um, yep. And and I can say, I can you know say with with all honesty that um, 
even with my children, um, very proud of them, very proud of their achievements and where they've come and, and what have you. But I know, I know that, you know, there are some things that they're just not ready for yet because of the, um, I think, the different vibrations from the generations to what it is they're learning now. And a lot of parents, a lot of parents and grandparents especially, don't quite understand why, why this is the way it is now. Um, and that makes it very hard for them. So it doesn't really prepare them because they're kind of stuck between two worlds of, you know, that aggressive traditional forward, and traditional yep. traditional approach to this now, this sort of inclusive um, um, and you know taking away the competition as opposed to being the competition. Um, mm. Really it's confusing for them at the moment. Yeah, and it's really um, just on that. It's very interesting because I was talking about NAPLAN to somebody, you know, national literacy and numeracy and all of that. And Beck just pulled a face for the yeah, listener at home because yeah. they can't see that. Um, <laughs> you know, there's a lot of nervousness around that. And I know a lot of kids who suffer from anxiety as a result of you know, having to do this and having your results sort of pitted against other, you know, states and, and whatever look all around Australia. And there's a lot of pressure, you know, there's so much pressure uh, on the kids with that. So it almost feels like two worlds colliding here with what we're talking about. It's like there's the inclusiveness, everyone gets, you know, re uh, rewarded and recognised for taking part and la, la, la. And then we've got, on the other hand, um, you know, NAPLAM, which is causing anxiety and making kids feel like I've got to compete against people around Australia, really, you know, because it's the state against other states and, and I assume the territory. So, um, yeah. yeah, it's just kind of an interesting It is, clash, and, it, and, and that yeah. clash is sort of what I was trying to get around before, like with the older generations and the, and the, the, the new generations, the way they're being now with this inclusion process, everything coming through, and I think it's absolutely wonderful that yeah. you know they're a bit more compassionate towards each other and and sort of you know competition's healthy but as long as it is healthy competition i think over through the past generations competition um became a very very strong unhealthy word in the past yeah um you know from from my perspective um and and you know everything i say is really just my perspective of it <laughs> it's not mm. um you know there's no science behind it but um, it, it's interesting that you say that because I, one of my younger children had, I had a parent-teacher interviews just a couple of weeks ago uh, with, with my, my children's teachers. And um, one of the big things I found um, was one of my children had, can do the work and looking through the books, you can see that the work is there. You can see that is an understanding of the concepts and, and what have you. But the second that child had a test, the word test, like we're gonna do a quick test, I'm just gonna test you on this, the anxiety came in uh, big wow. time. And it really affected those those results. I know for a fact, I'm, I'm still like, I'm an adult, I have four kids, I've you know done a lot in life, I'm doing a lot in life. Uh, you put a test in front of me and I'm like, uh-uh, <laughs> nope, nope, nope. It's just one of those words I just, I just don't, don't deal with. So, um, and, and it was the same sort of thing, despite being able to show that they had all these concepts and they had everything and they, you know, 
ask a question, you could get everything that you needed. As soon as Tess came into it, completely blank, nothing, absolutely nothing. So um, in effect, the, the, the child that I'm, I'm just not going to go into names. Um, no, 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 but she'll be penalised because she yeah. can't. Yeah, yeah, because she'll be penalised because of this test or, you know, he'll be penalised because of his results here or, and it's not just my children, it's it's other children. I've spoken to a few of the parents um, about this sort of thing. Um, but the, the, the impact of that is the anxiety around test, shall we say. Um, the work is actually going to be the assessment and everything is going to be based around what it is they can prove that they can do, which is brilliant. Yeah. And that again yeah. comes back into this, you know, the research I guess they've done and the inclusion and, you know, um, just to, to try and like in the general education systems to, to create that lack of anxiety around those sorts mm. of things. Um, yeah. But with NAPLAN, I, I'm, I'm not a fan of NAPLAN. No, I can not see that in your face. at all. No, yeah. no. Yeah. Um, I was actually thinking as well, this is slightly uh, a different topic, but I was actually thinking while you were talking about, you know, getting picked last as well, you know, when you're um, standing there and you've got your sport carnival or your little, you know, team you've got to put together for tunnel ball or something like that when you have a big athletics carnival. And it's like getting picked last is the worst. And I'm just like, is there a way to eradicate, you know, picking teams? I guess you have to pick teams, but like, you know, can the teacher just go, all right, you guys are one team, you guys are, you know, split it down the middle, you know? It just, that's another inclusive or exclusive, you know, type thing. It's like, oh, you know, who wants to be standing there on their own? Absolutely. That was the absolute worst, absolute worst. And it comes back to um, that sort of same sort of theory about, you know, that the students that were always getting the awards, the first, second and third, they were always getting yeah. these awards. It was the same students always being picked for the teams and the same ones sort of sitting back at the last going, okay, well, you know, Christmas is going to be here and I'm still not picked, uh, so to speak. Yeah. <laughs> um, but it, it comes back to that thing. But I have actually noticed, I have noticed, um, I do a lot of volunteer work at, at, the, at the school um, and, and this year I'm part of the, the PNC committee, which is really different. Last several years, I've last, I'd say three or four years, I've been um, helping with the home reading program and things like that, like making oh, sure fantastic. children get their books. Um, but this year I was, I was, um, <laughs> ironically, um, selected to be on the PNC committee. <laughs> so that was a voting system. There we go again. Still happens. There you go. Um, but I have noticed at these events with the children that um, a new approach that teachers have these days is rather than a student going, okay, I pick you and I pick you and I pick you and no, I don't want you, but I'll have you. Um, the teachers actually line them up. They get them all to sort of line up or they just sort of come forward and they just write on them one, two, three, four, one, two, three, four. So your team is actually, if you've got a number one, that's your team. Uh -huh. Number two, that's your that. team. Which is, yeah, yeah, I love that too. I love I that, that too. Because I, I feel like that also helps them, like, you know, it gives them a bit of confidence that these are kids my age, we've all just been put into this little group together. Um, mm. It even gives them the opportunity to make new friends instead of just hanging around. That's true. That's same. really true because it would always be the same people together on the same team. Absolutely. Because they always 
That's so Absolutely. true. Absolutely. And I just feel like that yeah. builds on their strengths as well. So um, those students yeah. who are a lot better at different things, the other ones sort of try. And, and, and you can see with the students, um, you know, like at the, the athletics carnivals or sports carnivals, um, you know, even just the class goes out, you know, a couple of classes go out to do things at the Oval, you can see with that experience that there is a lot of um, is it mateship where they sort of take yeah. each other on board and help each other through it because it's now a team. It's not, you know, I, I have, you know, I don't have to be relied on myself to, to, to get the points for the team, but they, we're all here and, and, you know, they start to see strengths in, in other children. So that's, that's a great system, the numbering system. Yeah. Yeah. I think um, cohesiveness is, is kind of what I hope we're moving towards because, you know, going from, um, being different, having to move states, getting into a school, you know, all of that stuff. It was quite terrifying and we didn't have NAPLAN or anything to worry about. But, you know, certainly there was a lot of um, what I saw in my schooling upbringing uh, was that, you know, there wasn't a lot of inclusiveness. And so I, I feel after speaking to you that I've got a slightly different perspective around that now. And it's like, yeah, you know, it's like maybe those kids wouldn't have wagged if they did get some sort of recognition. You know, they wouldn't have wagged and, you know, skipped cross country and things like that if there was some sort of recognition. So it's not just the same kids all the time, you know, getting all the accolades and, you know, all of that yeah. sort of stuff because it makes everyone else just go, what's the point? Um, so I really do hope that that's where we're um, heading, you know, in the direction that we're heading. Um, certainly I think there needs to be some changes maybe with NAPLAN and that sort of thing because I do feel like that's causing, you know, a bit of anxiety. And the kids are Definitely. learning a lot more, you know, younger than what we did. I mean, I didn't learn languages until I was in high school and kids are learning, you know, Japanese and Chinese and all sorts of things really young, you know, everything's um, going a lot younger than what we did it. Yeah. Definitely. I, I, I know it at um, the school that my children attend here in Canberra, um, the Japanese teacher actually goes across to, I remember seeing her in there in the preschool. Now our school, level system is a little bit different to Queensland and, and other parts of Australia. Um, so we have kindy and then uh, we have preschool, uh, which is about your four, four-year-old children. Um, and mm -hmm. the Japanese teacher was going over there and, and spending some time with them, teaching them Japanese. And then from kindergarten, they go and they have, like they have this rotation system on a particular day where they'll have um, like STEM and they'll have Japanese and they'll do kitchen garden and um, you know like I, I guess what we call musical social science um, it's all different it's all different words I'm like what what is that what is that you're learning um, yeah. we have maths <laughs> history geography all the yeah, all the basics absolutely. yeah um, so it's, it's really interesting that yeah that that, that does sort of um, take effect now from such a young age and, and why not because they're just so hungry for information at that age too. Yeah, they're little sponges. They yeah. are, absolutely. Um, the other thing I was just sort of thinking at before um, before I said that was the impact of, of the, res the, the awards and, and other students actually receiving some sort of acknowledgement as well. Those students who do quite well um, I don't really feel like it will, it affects them. I mean, I'm speaking from my perspective. I'm, you know, obviously past that stage where I'm getting school awards. Um, but I, I feel like those students who are very strong athletically or musically or, or whatever it may be, um, I don't feel like it really 
sways them very much either that the other students are getting awards because it then doesn't sort of put them in this category where they are like we're saying before the jock or the or the you know the math yeah. nerd or or what have you but um they also because of their you know the, the talent that they have they're able to then move up into the the next sort of level which is like mm. we've got the, the representative teams you know you represent your school and you move forward and you do this and you do that um you know just sort of moving up in those areas so they still do get to shine they still do mm. get to shine and um you know and, and it doesn't take away that special uh special part i guess in a way that you know feeling, that's, yeah. that's just what i feel um from yeah. my perspective yeah, as well, really because point. there's always that possibility that a student would be like well why do i bother i put in all this effort and they get it for nothing too but it, it's not it just sort of doesn't stop there for them they can continue on all that effort that mm. they put in does get recognized and they can move on to the next sort of you know specialist round so to speak mm. for one of a better mm. word but yeah yeah there's a really good story, Beck, and I can't remember who told me this. I'm just trying to think of the back of my mind as I'm talking. Um, there was someone who was telling me that their, I'm just, I don't think it was you, um, that their child hadn't been selected. They wanted to be a sport captain desperately at school and they hadn't been selected and they were really disappointed. Anyway, the kid that got house captain, one of the kids, ended up moving schools like soon after that. So like, I don't know, unexpectedly a few weeks later, moved schools. And the other little kid who didn't get selected was like, oh, well, this is an opportunity, you know? And so he didn't get nominated officially. He was never actually named house captain. He was never had any certificates or badges or anything like that. Mm -hmm. But he stepped up and he was like, he just filled the gap and he was doing it. He was organizing staff, organizing kids, you know, doing the job and got no recognition, no accolades. And I was like, this is amazing. Like, this is yeah. such a good story. Yeah. And that shows initiative. You know what I mean? That shows initiative. It's like some kids, you go to them, look, you need to do work experience, work your way up, you know, start from the bottom, you know, go to the top, you know, da, da, da. You can't just go straight to the top. You can't be Donald Trump today. And, you know, some kids are like, oh, you know, I don't want to do that. I want to, you know, have to work my way up and do work experience and work for free. Yeah. This kid did that. So they're the ones, I think, that are going to be those success stories, you know? Absolutely. The badge, but here he was. Um, so I just loved that story and I thought it was so uplifting. Yeah. And um, yeah, and I now that I bring it up, I was actually doing show and tell with my husband. We decided to start to do show and tell because sometimes like, you get to know someone and you don't really know like about them a lot. <laughs> so I got my little um school tie out and I was showing them all the badges on there, and I didn't even realize I was actually vice house captain for my my um you know sporting team at school, and I was like I actually don't read really oh, wow. that, but anyway, I was vice, I know, vice house captain and I was band captain and uh, some other captain of something or other, uh, form captain, I was form captain of my class and I had all these badges and I'm like, oh, this is really cool. And I'm like, look at this badge, look at that badge. And it's weird because I kind of um, forgotten about like how many badges I had and mm. it was like, it was a bit of a special thing. You walk around with your school tie on. And, you know, some people would just have like a school badge. It was a, a particular badge for our yes. school. Yeah. But then other people who were captains of different things would have the extra badges. And um, I was like, oh, wow, I've actually got quite a few. And I even had my one from uh, Hungry Jacks on there as well. <laughs> when I was a production leader at Hungry Jacks, that's on there as well. 
Um, but yeah, I just thought of that kid and I thought that was really, really cool. Really up. Yeah. Becca, you've been a fabulous guest. Thank you so much for your time. And, um, we'll put all the links to your uh, insightful connections and everything you do in the uh, show notes as well. Thank you. Thank you very much for having me. And thank you all for listening. Um, it's, it's really new experience. Here we go again. New experience. Maybe, maybe Michelle sent me a participation award. (laughs) Yay! Maybe I will. Maybe, Maybe. I will. <laughs> and, and yeah, um, I hope Lauren's house moving goes really well for her. Sounds very exciting. Yes, it is very, very beautiful. Very beautiful property she's moving to. Thank you, Beth. All right. So just coming back from our chat with Rebecca, my mother of four, and it was so wonderful. She's delightful, bubbly, great personality, and uh, doing a really, really good job. Uh, it's not easy. She was a single mum of four for a long time. So she's um, yeah, this fabulous lady, very inspirational. And uh, I really enjoyed that sort of contrast with the two of us because she, for a lot of that yeah. conversation, as you just heard, was really kind of for once she'd, you know, come to terms with it. Um, initially, she wasn't so for them. And then she, you know, has come to terms with, you know, thinking this is a good idea. But for me, I wasn't quite there. But then, you know, it's been a few years since I was at school. So it was just an interesting contrast and I can really see her point of view though with the encouragement, you know, so that it's not just those top three, top three. And that definitely was the way that it was when I was at school. It was always the same three people and you just accepted that, you know, you're yeah. always behind yeah. those three people. Um, and I was, you know, yeah. the person who was always third in cross country, but there was always two people who were faster than me. So you know, if the participation certificates existed when I was at school, potentially um, the other people may have pushed a bit harder, you know, to get up there. Um, I don't know, you know, or wagged less. And we had a lot of kids that used to just walk home, as I said in that chat. A lot of kids would just kind of give up, you know, in cross country. They would literally, and I don't know if that's legal or um, acceptable, but a lot of kids in our cross country would actually, because their house would be on the route that we'd run, we'd run around the suburbs. And so a lot of kids would actually just walk just home. home. Yeah. Yeah, and they weren't there at the finish line and no one ever seemed to notice. So I don't think that's great. But anyway, that was public school back in the day. It was sort of uh, fend for yourself. Um, survival of the fittest, Lauren. It's like the little ducklings falling yeah. out of the nest, you know, that sort of thing. Um, yeah. Anyway, I survived. So yeah. I must be a bit of a, um, you know, a survivor, strong person. I never ranked ever in anything like that. Really? Oh yeah. No, 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 no. I'm good at sports, but mm. not, not at running. I was never into running. I didn't like it. Uh, I'd much rather like talk, talk smack with people at the back of the line, you know, and see all, and I had friends who were really fast. So I just enjoyed watching them win. Yeah. Right. Um, We used to call my best friend. We used to call her gazelle legs all the time because she was so fast and it was so cool to watch. Yeah. I, I think the conversation was really interesting and like you, I was really against them. Um, but I guess I don't have kids, so I've Mm. never had to deal with my kid coming home and being upset that they didn't place. Mm. I I guess my concern is essentially that you don't want to undermine or undervalue the amount of work and effort that the people in the first, second or third places are putting in to achieve those goals. Mm. I also don't think that everybody needs to be great at everything. Mm. So somebody who is maybe placing, let's use me as an example, somebody who's use who's placing, you know, probably pretty close to last, you know, I have other skills I have, you know, music skill, 
like I'm good at music or <clears throat> writing or whatever, right? So being good at running isn't necessarily something that I need to be good at because I can I found my confidence and my stride, I suppose you could say, in other areas. Mm. So I do sometimes feel that it's important to be aware of your weaknesses. And if you want to develop them, to develop them. However, it's also important to put a lot of effort on the things that we are good at if, if that's also a passion for us. So mm. I guess with eight place trophies, if somebody is, you know, not putting in the effort or doesn't care like me, I never really cared about it. I, you know, me getting a, a ribbon or some sort of participation reward is a bit of a farce because I didn't deserve it. Mm. But then on the other hand, I see from Becca that, you know, encouraging kids to try harder, you know, helping to build their self-esteem, you know, these, their, their self-confidence, these sort of things. But then I guess I wonder, is it a genuinely building their self-esteem if they got 10th and they get a participation award or does it seem sort of like a, um, it could it have the adverse effect at the same yeah. time, I suppose. It's an interesting conversation. And we, we did sort of take it into the workplace a little bit because, you know, you and I don't have children. And um, I guess I sort of wondered how these kids are going to grow up, you know, because I think some of the, and I usually reference Gen Wise, which is probably your um, generation as well, but um, there's a lot of entitlement or there was a lot of entitlement. I just remember in the newsroom, some of the younger guys coming through and it was just like, a lot of them would just walk in and go, well, where's my job? Here I am. Where's my job? I've graduated from university. And it was just this sense of like, I'm owed something or like, you have to give me a job just cause I'm here. And it's like, well, no, like you need to prove yourself. You need to do this. You need to do that. And I feel like I was raised in a very different way where if you know you had to really strive to get that first second and third to get recognition kind of thing whereas yeah my only fear at the beginning of this talk with Beck was that you know if we're giving everyone something is there going to be more of that sense of entitlement where they're like well I deserve yeah. this because I got up there and I did it even though I got 10th 20th whatever I still got something for that so I want something you know what I mean so that's my only yeah. feeling around this is is there going to be that yeah. sense of entitlement uh, like I'm, I'm owed something. Oh, so yeah. I think about it more in terms, not so much of my children, but in terms of the workplace, how is this going to impact those children once they get out there and start getting no's or, you know, you get nothing, <laughs> you get a no, you didn't get the job. See you later. Bye. Yeah. 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 How yeah that's exactly right. And yeah, it's true. And it's also work ethic and stuff like that. Like yeah. I know some kids with, with um, behavioral um, challenges, they get rewarded for when they do good behavior. Mm. So then they're confused when they do something that's maybe normal or good behavior, but they don't get rewarded. They, yeah. It's like they always expect, they expect to it. be rewarded for just being, I, I don't want to say the word yes. normal, but I just I can't think of a better word for that, right? Yeah. For yeah. not acting out, you know, hey, I didn't act out today. Where's my prize? Where's yes. my treat? Where's my, you know, um, and, and not to receive that is very confusing for them. Mm. Uh, so that's definitely a concern. The self-entitlement thing is a massive thing. And I see that in a lot of young people that, mm. you know, they don't realize that they have to do the hard yards and the shitty jobs and the putting in the time to get to where, you know, they want to be that, yeah. that you can't just normally be an overnight success from not putting in any effort. And yeah 
learning the hard way very often. And, you know, when I was working at the restaurant, sometimes there were jobs that, you know, someone had to do that were delegated to somebody who was a busser, maybe like a lower, like a intro, in, intro kind of level into the mm-hmm. restaurant, which is makes perfect sense because I know that I did that for 10 years or something yep. like that. And then you work your way up. Right? So you also, you work your way up. That's exactly right. I know that in newsrooms, you probably didn't start reading the news in primetime radio. You probably started, you know, at a very introductory, maybe you were going out on the field and doing crosses to- Oh no, I started on air, but yeah, I mean, I was in the middle of nowhere. You know, most of us start in rural or regional areas in New York. But see, there you go. Yeah. 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 So you yeah. still yeah. had to start rural before you work up. Exactly. Exactly. So, I mean, it will be a really fascinating thing. I do think Mm. that if you're given something for nothing, if you're given a, um, you know, a prize or, or a, a, an award or something like that for not putting in significant effort, that that's going to be confusing for you. Uh, and you will, you will assume that things are just given to you. And I, Mm. I just, yeah. Yeah, I, I think it's a problem. Yeah, actually. yeah, I think we're on the same page with that. I guess the only other thing that I think is, uh, you know, I guess people are motivated by different things. You know, you said yourself that you had other friends who were like really good at particular sports. They were always going to win and do things and you weren't really into the running and, and that sort of thing. So I guess we're all motivated by different things. The only thing I wanted to say about that is that some people, I guess, need that extra little bit of encouragement. So that could work for certain personality types where, you know, they don't really know what they're good at. And it's like just getting involved in that and getting a little participation certificate might be the recognition or reward that they need, whereby they may not be getting that validation at home potentially. So getting a little certificate and some sort of recognition and a bit of a round of applause, you know, that might be exactly what they need to lift them up and give them something, uh, yeah. a little bit of, a bit of a boost. So that's my only thought. Yeah. In addition. That's a beautiful way of putting that, putting it. I love that. Yeah. And, and you're right, you know, we, I'm speaking at it from somebody who has done a lot of um, self-development and a lot of learning. So I'm not coming at it from the perspective of a parent or yeah. from a, a, a kid, you know, in that, in that mindset. Uh, yeah. I do also believe that, you know, we need to put a lot of effort into raising children or raising ourselves, I suppose, um, to not look outside for validation on our sense of self, self, Mm -hmm. self-worth. That's also really important. I think that if we think that we're only valuable or or we're only worthy because we place at something, uh, I I think that sets us up for a road of, um, maybe some challenges. Whereas Mm. if we just know that we're a good, a good person with integrity that works hard at the things that we do, uh, is a loyal, hardworking, kind person or whatever, you know, kind of characteristics you want for yourself, then you don't necessarily need to look outside for that if you can build that up within. But I mean, how do you start building that up? Maybe you get outside validation and then realize that you don't need it. Mm. I don't know. Yeah, I like that. Yeah, yes. but um, yeah, thank you to Becca for, um, for her time. And um, yeah, that was really interesting. So a couple of tools to improve your life, Lauren, one of the things that I thought about with this was being inspired by the people who always come first, second or third. So for me, it gave me a bit of a lift and, and I was in that first, second and third thing. I was um, you know, pretty good at sport and, and one of the um, sport vice captains at school. So 
for me, I like to, I do like to inspire others. I did at school and I do beyond school. You know, that's why I do mentorship, I guess. So it gives us something to aim for when we're aiming for first, second or third, if we're not in that, you know, top area, it gives us something to aim for. And I always thought about this in skating because in skating, I was always third and there was always someone ahead of me in first and second. And same with my running, you know, cross country, I was always third. And that was sometimes frustrating, but at least I had someone to aim for, you know, to try to get into second or first. If you're first, you know, and this is what my coach used to tell me, Ken Pickering, my skating coach, he always used to say to me, Michelle, if you're first, who have you got to aim for now? You know, what do you, who do you use to inspire you? You know what I mean? Because there's only the same people competing each time. Who do you aim for? Now, in answer to that, yeah. and it's an interesting one because I never actually did come first in, um, in any of those skating events. It was always those girls ahead of me. But when you think about that, if you are that person who is in first um, and you are a big achiever, then find someone who inspires you in that field. So if you don't have anyone in your, you know, group, in your, you know, cross country, for example, you know, find one of those long distance kind of runners, you know, that's at an Olympic level or something like that and use their experience and their, their times and all of that to kind of aim for. So you always have someone to aim for because you need to have that. Otherwise people come and catch you. What do you think Usain Bolt does? I mean, he would have had someone that he was inspired by. We all have to. Otherwise, you know, we don't um, have the motivation and the, the passion and the mojo and all of that to do it. So, you know, find someone who's um, going to inspire you, your muse, if you like, and, uh, and aim high is my, my recommendation. I love that so much. That's so great. And it's so funny because it's almost completely opposite to what I'm about to say. Oh, gosh. But um, <laughs> hear me out, though, first of all. So number one, I love that you're talking about basically looking at someone that can inspire you. And I think mm -hmm. that's really important. And I think that when you are especially a solopreneur, an entrepreneur, that uh, – you know, or an athlete or whatever it is, you know, whatever role you're playing that, you know, you do have that because I think sometimes it's easy to kind of get lost when you're setting your own benchmark. So I love that you've brought that up. The only thing that I will say is that it's really important that we also get aware whether or not we are being inspired by somebody or whether or not we're comparing ourselves to somebody else and then putting ourselves down for not being at the same position, looking mm -hmm. at the same way, et cetera, et cetera. So my recommendation is essentially to have a look at, you know, whether or not you are being inspired by somebody or whether or not you're being, you're comparing yourself to somebody and it's not supporting you or inspiring you. Okay. You know, when you're having your, when you were talking about inspiring, that is completely different to looking at someone and feeling that you're not as good as them. Yes. So if, you know, if there's someone that you're following, let's just use social media as an example, because it's really easy. If you're following somebody on social media and they are maybe having more success than you and you're not looking at it as something to fuel your fire and work harder and you're looking at it as, uh, you know, the reaction that you're getting is I'm not good enough and I suck and blah, blah, blah. Stop following those people. So if you can't be inspired, um, stop following those people. <laughs> wow. That was a real downer, Lauren. That <laughs> good. I That's mean, it's true. Contrast. We probably should have reversed that. Contrast. We should reverse it. Yeah. But yeah. Um, yeah. I look well, at a lot of people that inspire me. A lot of people that I follow on my social media are people that inspire me. Yeah. And when I see people doing stuff that's awesome, I always, you know, try to give them like a, 
props or a thumbs up or whatever. Yeah. But, you know, I know some people, especially if you're talking about body image issues and things like that, that sometimes following certain people isn't helpful mm-hmm. and, and doesn't uplift you. Yeah. yeah. We want to be around people who are not ego-based, for example. Um, that's that's probably the big difference. You know, I feel like people like Gary Vaynerchuk, who I'd never come across, Gary V, who you um, really talked about a lot when I first met you. I like people like that because I don't necessarily find there's a lot of ego there. I just feel like he's pretty down to earth. He's really plugged in, you know, yeah. he's connected. Yeah. He knows he's what just confident. Need. Yeah, it just doesn't feel like ego to me, whereas there are some other people out there who um, I guess are, you know, trying to be inspiring and uh, I feel like there's a bit of ego there behind the scenes. So, no, I think that's um, really great. Now, uh, the party element, Lauren, are you ready for that, me to get into that? Yeah, yeah, but I thought I would show you, look at my fire. I saw you looking across. Oh, look at you go. <laughs> Your dad would be proud, Lauren. Your dad would be proud. Yeah. Yeah. I sent him a photo earlier. I was like, yeah. Oh yeah. Nice. (laughs) Look at this. Look at this. It's like primitive. I love it. Um, now the party element this week is brought to you by my business, which is Michelle R. Price, a light worker on Facebook. I'm Michelle R. Price on most other social media sites and I am a medium. So I connect past over loved ones. If you want to do that, I'm an Oracle card reader as well. I also mentor, so I mentor people, helping them discover and develop their gifts. I teach Reiki. I'm a Reiki master. Um, so lots of different things going on. Uh, I also do a beautiful Reiki, a reading, reading healing combo, which is really popular. So if you want a bit of a reading and a healing, uh, I do that as well. And I do operate over Zoom. So for our listeners who are abroad, um, we're in Australia, then I do do a reading healing combo, but I do all of that online. Um, so a lot of my clients are still online, but I do have a, a fair few come to the house as well. So Michelle, I price a light worker on Facebook. If you want to connect with me there, all that details, of course, are in the show notes every week as well. Lauren, party element. What have you got for us this week? Yeah, the party element is basically to get out there and try something new. And it's kind of, you know, um, in support of what you were saying earlier, when you were saying that, you know, maybe you want to try something, you're not sure whether or not you're good at it. Mm -hmm. Uh, I think that sometimes, you know, especially as adults, we really get into the way of doing things and we don't always diversify. And it's like, Oh, wow. It's already the middle of the year and we haven't done anything different. And so I think that it's really important to try new things. Uh, I was out in the garden the other day, just doing some weeding and I was out there for two hours and it went by in the blink of an eye. I had no idea. I walked around the property collecting sticks and stuff for the fireplace. And I went, two hours have gone by. And I guess, you know, that whole thing, time flies when you're having fun. And I think mm. that sometimes we don't necessarily know what we're good at or what we love until we try different things. And, uh, yeah, so that's the party element this week is really to get out there and to try something new or maybe to go back to something that we once really enjoyed as a child that we haven't done in a while. Mm-hmm. Can you think of something for yourself, Michelle, that you might the the only thing do that pops or that you to, well, yeah, I mean, I guess I'm always trying I feel like I try different things. I mean, running was a big one for me because I wasn't a runner really. I mean, I, I now I'm saying, oh well, I came through it in cross country every year, but I wasn't sort of, you know, competing at, you know, little athletics or doing any of that sort of stuff. So, you know, for me, running was, um, was a biggie, you know, taking that up because it's something that my husband really enjoys doing. But I was actually just thinking last night, I was talking to a client, I was doing a reading for her and uh, what came up from spirit was to set up a little music room at home, like a little corner in the house of, you know, for music for the kids. She's got two kids, a little boy and a girl. 
And that came up really strongly and she went, oh, you're kidding. And I went, what? And she goes, I've been thinking about that. And over Christmas, leading up to Christmas, she was like planning it. She's like, I've got to do this music. So it's been on her mind for ages. She just hasn't done it. And here I am going, you need to have a music corner, la, la, la. It's really good for the kids, so on and so forth. She's a single mom. So she was like, I can't believe you just said that. So now she's doing it. Now she's doing it. So sometimes you just need that little push from a friend, you know, push from, I mean, obviously I'm a, you know, a reader. So I'm sort of, you know, getting some insight from her grandma, actually, it was her grandma. And that's who she asked for. She said, oh, you know, I felt like grandma was around and grandma was giving her that little push that she needed. You need to get that music corner set up. So she's doing it now. Hooray. So sometimes you just need that push. You know, you have the thought, the thoughts there. And then we don't act on it. It's like, just, just do it. You know, she's got a little apartment and this is similar to, you know, when um, your partner sort of rearranged your um, place and sort of had your yoga um, studio sort of set up in a little area where you could look outdoors and stuff like that. It's like the little simple things. Now she's going, Michelle, I've got this beautiful corner for me and it's got my beautiful table and all of these things. And I have to move that out of the way to do this music thing. But she's like, you know what? I'm going to do it. I'm going to do it. Um, she likes the way it looks, but she's like, I'm going to stick this in there and they can go to town. So I'm really thrilled about that. And I think, you know, if you can um, act on those ideas, that would be my advice. Whatever those little ideas are that sort of pop in and you're like, I really want to do that. Usually it's just that we don't act on it. That's all. So if you need a little push, um, Michelle, I press the light worker on Facebook <laughs> or check in with one of your friends. <laughs> Otherwise, you know, don't, don't have to come to me at all. <laughs> Yeah, but it's cool talking to you because when you get an objective person, you know, like yeah, if you get validation or something that I couldn't possibly, you might almost hear it differently. Yeah, 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 because it's like, how could I know that? You know, I I couldn't. So if I'm plucking something out of your head, um, then you know we need to do that. Spirit obviously wants you to do it. That's important. Mm -hmm. Now, Lauren, on the next episode, uh, we are going to be talking about, and you alluded to it at the top of the show, about your body is a wonderland. So what is that? What's Mm -hmm. your your idea with that one? Well, you know the John Mayer song, Your Body is a Wonderland? Yes. (laughs) Yeah. Well, I love John Mayer. That's your whole... (laughs) Okay. Well, next week we're going to be talking about the song. So I just thought... (laughs) I actually haven't listened to that song in a long time. I just thought it was a good title. It was catchy. I, I just feel that, you know, it's really important to talk about taking care of ourselves and our bodies. And mm. I, uh, you know, I've, I've been talking to people lately, some of whom are sick. And I just thought that it would be a good conversation to see what you do to take care of your body, what I do, what we want to improve on, the things that have worked for us. I mean, obviously, we're not nutritionists. We're just two powerful women hanging out talking, but you know, sometimes it's good to look at the world in a different way or to try something new. And I know I always get a lot of insight when I speak with you and hopefully our listener at home um, will learn something different. So yes, here we go. That's the aim. That is the intention. So great show, Lauren. And that oh, has been the business in the front, parting in the back podcast. And we thank you very much for your time. Thank you to our special guest. If you love the show, please do share it and leave us a review because we do really want to continue to promote this show to the masses. Uh, We're about to go into our our next year, which is super exciting. And we'd like to see our numbers double, triple, quadruple um, as we do that. So we can only do it without your help. So thank you very much. And Michelle, if people were thinking that maybe this episode wasn't for them 
I think what do you think that they should do? I would like the listener at home who thinks that to perhaps phone a friend and ask for a second opinion and get their friend to have a listen and then see how they feel after that. How about that? How about that, Lauren? That was just pulled it out of nowhere. There you go. (laughs) That was good. Yeah, I I don't mind that. That was good, yeah. Chat next week. Oh, yeah.